Hello and welcome to this week's uh, therapy for me. It's a it's a mixed bag this week. We've got a bit of coronavirus and how it affected my behaviour in a rather bizarre way. Um, a, a little bit on the parental nightmare that is World Book Day, and uh, an update with me and actually doing doing some work, uh, but not until we've had some guitar. <laughs> It's a bit of a weekend update, um, even though it's Monday. Um, I spent the weekend um, at the guitar show in Bingley, uh, an event that's uh, run by a friend of mine and somebody I've known and, and worked with for you know for the thick end of twenty years. And uh, we got talking fairly recently, and I happened to mention to him that um, I would started this podcast and. And that I'd kind of been working with another friend on a podcast, and um, and and we ended up having a conversation which basically went along the lines of, well, funnily enough, I've got this event for guitarists that happens once a year, but I've got a lot of people who follow me on social media, and a lot of them are saying to me, oh, you should start a podcast. And then, as these things do, I sort of said, well, look, why don't seems like a fantastic idea and I've got a bit of time why don't you know why don't we talk about it and see if there's something we can we can do and what that transpired to after a few other conversations and a uh, and, and a meeting uh, at a uh, at a coffee shop was um that I headed I packed up a bag full of gear and headed to Birmingham um last Saturday morning and the reason for telling you this, um, well, there's a couple of reasons. One is that I interviewed some really interesting people, and it was nice. And I sat down with a guy, um, a guy called Rob Chapman, who's a guitar builder and a bit of a, a, a kind of a, um, well, he's a bit of a YouTube sensation. Um, I'm one of the first people doing sort of guitar-based stuff on on YouTube, and uh, another I. Uh, sat down with a, an, a, another uh, another chap called Rabia, who's uh, similar sort of things. Known Rob for years, plays in his band and um, same sort of thing. So does lots of guitarist stuff on YouTube, which is really interesting. And uh, managed to sit down with a a, a really great um, a really great producer who produced um, bands like UB40 and Black Sabbath and Judas Priest and some of those kind of things, which is great. And then I ended up sitting down with a guy called Phil X, who um for those and I didn't I'm embarrassed to say that I did I did say this to him I didn't really know who Phil X was and everybody was wandering around going wow is Phil X here yet oh wow is I, I, you know is, is Phil X really coming it, it turns out that Phil X has a has a, a band called the drills and he's been uh, around as a guitarist for quite a while but he he's also the touring guitarist with Bon Jovi um and he's been doing that for a you know for a number of years um and so it was really it was really nice to meet all these people and 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 have a chat and we 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 recorded a load of interviews in 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 a cloakroom and not even a very nice cloakroom it was a cloakroom that the first time you wandered in you you thought oh there's there's a kind of there's something very unusual about the smell in this cloakroom and it turned out to be that the venue used to have a cat so the the the, the thing you could smell was was cat and there was you know and there was litter trays not used obviously but there's litter trays and cat litter and bits of remains of the, all the detritus that comes with the cat so so we sat in this cold cloakroom 
um, hunched over a, a flight case and and we had lots of conversations and it was absolutely great and I've been listening back to to some of the stuff and 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 they were really nice and it was really great to meet these people but the reason for talking about it a little bit is that kind of by default I found myself now with a yeah with a little kind of podcast business so I'm now working with quite a number of people on different things and they're all across different walks of life uh, and but they're all united by the one thing which is they really get how um, how powerful a podcast can be, how um, you know how really intimate as an experience it can be, and how it's an experience where you can actually you know you can expand on things and you can have a a long conversation, you can get into certain topics, and and what a great soundtrack they form to 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 people's lives. So the guitar shows another step in in the direction and for those who are interested in I'll be I'll put some stuff out um on the A short stories um Twitter and, and Instagram when that thing's ready to go. Um but but it's yeah it's it's just this this place I find myself in now where I've kind of got a little thing going that I never really I never really expected. So so it, and it dawned and it you know it was the weekend and then thinking about it and, and looking back on some of the work that that I'd done that um you know that that made that thing seem very very real Tuesday I woke up today having made the decision that I was going to be ahead of the coronavirus curve so I did something I've never done before as far as I can remember and to be fair something I've also derided an enormous amount in the past I went and did a panic shop so I arrived home on Tuesday having been to three different supermarkets and I hadn't hadn't gone ridiculously overboard but where I would have bought one or two cans of something then I would have I bought an extra one or I doubled up so um I arrived back having spent well so we've got we've got an Adel an Adel we've got an Aldi and a Lidl um close by and I managed to go to um the Lidl twice and the Aldi once and managed to spend um 170 180 pounds whatever it was now I know what you're now thinking. You're thinking, how much food do you get if you spend that amount of money in Aldi and Lidl? And I can answer you that question more than you have kitchen cupboard space for. So it became a bit of a... I became a little bit kind of uh, gung-ho as I was wandering about. So I started out thinking, well, I'll get a couple of extra... This is just in case. In case we have to shut the door and we have to... And we have to... You know, the four of us for the week are are left or for 10 days are left. Then can we feed ourselves? It might not be... It might ultimately be the kind of things that we want to eat, but can we actually, you know, do what would be 50 or 60, you know, different plates of food or 30 or 40 whatever whatever it would be whatever it would be um and so it would start off with well you know i'll buy an extra one of those and i'll buy one by the end i was literally throwing things in i don't know quite what came over me um 
and the thing is, it took me back to a place that. So I I can remember being at my mum's and 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 opening her kitchen cupboard and counting cans of soup and saying to my mum, "Mum, you've got fourteen cans of soup," and she said. No, I haven't. And I would say, yes, no, mum, you have. You've got 14 cans of soup. And she said, no, I haven't, because you haven't checked under the stairs. And it transpired that it was in a number in excess of 20. And I just thought it was something that was kind of wrong with that generation. But I'm 48, and I've just and I've just done it myself. Um, and... I don't, I don't really, I don't kind of really know. I still think it was a sensible thing to do, but I think I'm being, I'm being dragged into this, to this, this person that is just doing all that stuff that, 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 you know, that I've gone on about for ages. So my only consolation, my only consolation is that I think I'm at the, I think I'm at the beginning of this particular cycle of coronavirus panic buying. So I'm kind of thinking I'm ahead of the curve. And that doesn't happen very often in my life. So the only, that's the only solace I'm taking from this is that I'm kind of trendsetting on it. But apart from that, I'm just behaving like my parents and I can't quite fathom out how that happened. Wednesday. Three words that strike fear into the heart of any parent or anybody that looks after um, a child, particularly one who's infant and junior age. Those three words are World Book Day. Now, the reason why those three words strike fear um, is because of the situation now with dressing up and going as a character from a book for World Book Day. And this has become this has become a thing that um, a number of parents. Uh, have driven to a new kind of extreme. So we've got there's there's, there's two sides of this. There's um, there's the going to um, Home Bargains or Morrison's or Sainsbury's or wherever, and there's buying a Harry Potter or a, um, a, a, a whatever costume, whatever costume it might be, whether it's a character from a Disney film or it's a Harry Potter thing or it's a, or it's a, a Where's Wally or it's a Cat in the Hat or whatever. You you go and you just buy the costume, and they're great, they're fantastic, and they're they're you know they're, they're a few they're a few pounds. They're not ridiculous. Um, and you do that, and that's easy, and that's done. And then your child appears at school, and he looks like the character that he's supposed to be. Fine, all done. Except there's a bit of a backlash against that, because that's not really playing by the rules. Playing by the rules means that you have to come up with this thing. You have to show your creativity as a human being, and somehow concoct with things that are around you some kind of costume so your child looks like whatever they're supposed to look like and but it's all been done yourself so there's there's that pressure that kicks on in the background this year that was kind of taken up a notch because um my youngest son wanted to go as dogman now if you've not discovered the dogman books by a guy called dave pilkey who wrote captain underpants then you really should and it doesn't matter whether you've got children or not they are fantastic they're like a comic book type thing they're everything that would appeal to a a, a boy between the ages of six and ten because it's it's crude and it's vulgar and it's all about poo and it's great and i have to say they really are very funny but so so we start off with a situation where two police officers, a police dog and a police officer, end up, 
you know, in a bad way. And the only way to save the two of them is to chop the head off the dog and put it onto the man. And then you get this police officer that is Dogman. And it's a thing, and it's a very big thing with, with you know, with my youngest. So <clears throat> the problem is, and, it, and in one way it's a good, in, in, in certainly it's a good thing, but there isn't a Dogman outfit. You can't go out there. Uh, believe me, because I've looked, you can't go and buy a Dogman outfit. So he wants to go as Dogman and there isn't an outfit. So then that whole, that then gets me into a scenario where I spend most of today searching around every single place I can to buy the component parts and then getting the hat and the T-shirt printed with this particular logo so that he can go as Dogman. Um, and it's quite... It's quite stressful, and it took a day. And I don't know how you do this if you're not in the very fortunate position that I am, whereby I'm not exactly working full-time at the moment. So um, it's a shout-out to everybody who's been touched by World Book Day, which, by the way, is a fantastic thing. Don't get me wrong, and kids should read, and don't even get me started on reading because it's an amazing, um, amazing thing, and we should all read more. But those three words and what comes from that, that's just that extra little dollop of stress and pain and misery in early March. So this is a shout out to every parent that's gone through World Book Day this year. I feel what you're going through. If you haven't got that far, you haven't got kids yet, mark the day because you'll remember these words. And those of you that have gone through this and are now just smirking at the fact that it doesn't involve you anymore, then all right, I think you probably can get away with feeling that smug. I read something today um, that spoke to me more than anything I've read for a while on various bits of social media. So I tend to, uh, you know, spend a bit of time on Twitter, spend a bit of time on Instagram, and I spend a bit of time on LinkedIn. And I've been spending more time on LinkedIn since I moved away from my my previous uh, my previous uh, role. Um, and something popped up from um, a uh, a lady called Hel Reynolds, and I've followed Hel on Twitter for a long time, and um, she she does some great little cartoons, and she puts some great content up there. And she's specialised in, in in social media and and comms training, and she's she's really you know very 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 um, interesting in terms of her output. And if you don't follow her, you should do. At Hel Reynolds is her Twitter. Um, her Twitter handle. And she put this thing up that was just very simple, uh, which said, if you get labelled as, with the following number of words, um, and it talks to what those labels are and, and, and what you should do. So the first thing on here is, if you get labelled as gobby, then you should keep contributing your ideas. And that straight away just just spoke to me just spoke to who i was and 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 how and, and you know and and how i've been in uh, in my working life if you get labeled as headstrong keep pushing for what's right if you get labeled as dumbed down keep simplifying if you get labeled as unhelpful keep your energy for important stuff if you get labeled as weird keep your creativity flowing if you get labeled as negative keep challenging bad plans and if you get labelled as confrontational, keep speaking truth to power. Because all of those things are good and because you're good. And that really, really hit home um, for me. 
because that talks to a lot of issues I've grappled with um, since I, you know, I, I moved away from from what had been a sort of a fourteen year um, corporate um, career, and it and it and it made me feel better. And I ended up having a little bit of a conversation uh, with Hel uh, about about this, and and she gave me a couple of other, you know, she she gave me a couple of other bits of advice, which again really really resonated. So. Um, I've I've been kicking myself a little bit and and uh, for for maybe thinking that actually some of the things that she discussed being gobby and headstrong and weird and negative and confrontational were huge flaws in my character but the ways that she's twisted them it made me really feel that actually a lot of the things I was trying to do um actually had huge validity um so it was a real it was a real kind of stop moment uh, and a real moment that that probably is probably the most the, the, the most the thing that's been spoken to me the most and been the most positive for quite for quite a while and yes it's such a a, a simple thing i'll post it on the um, on the a short stories instagram um, feed but i would absolutely encourage you to follow hell reynolds on twitter and also to follow uh, or reach out to her on LinkedIn if you're on that particular platform because she is pretty special. Friday. Things seem to happen um, today that <laughs> seem to be a little bit of of kind of a downer. So I end up I end up on a Friday um, with with a with a, a, a you know my 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 friday thing being something that perhaps isn't the the thing that's going to take you you know running and skipping into the weekend and i don't know why that i don't know why that is i'm sorry it's just these things that takes the way things happen and the way the 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 week tends to fall that the thing i tend to notice or find myself thinking about on a friday seems to be something that's either a little confrontational or a little ranty or a little bit negative so what i'm going to do is i'm going to take something today that's happened that's kind of um, made me stop and think, and made me think that as as a group of as a community we need to be better. And I'm going to turn it into a huge opportunity. And maybe in our own little ways that we c- that can all spread out from here. So from everybody that listens to this can take it on and do something about it, and then we can all be a little bit better. Um, aside from the fact that it probably won't actually matter for the next few weeks because when we're all self-isolating, this particular situation won't come up anyway. But right, so fill the car with petrol. Fine, no problem. Um, stood in a queue. Um, three or four people in the queue before me. Um, and the um, person behind the kiosk what said to every single person who walked in, Hello or good morning. How are you? To every single one, and every single one of those people responded by saying "pump number whatever" and kind of thrusting a card. And I got to the front of the queue and I said to this person, "Look, do you do you do that every time? Do you do you start with a pleasantry every time? Because every single one of her pleasantries were different. She didn't sound like a robot. She made proper effort. She engaged. She looked up. She looked for eye contact. She smiled and she said da 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 da." And um, and I said, D- do you do that every time? And, and she said, yes, I, I absolutely do. And I said, roughly out of 10, how many people then come back with, um, oh, thanks for asking, I'm fine, how are you? Or, oh, yes, good morning, or good afternoon, or what have you. 
And she said, probably one or two in 10. Now, I can turn this on its head a little bit because I did ask her how it worked in terms, was it something that was an age thing? Did it did it go across the board? And she did give me an answer back about um, the fact that it is more prevalent for a certain part of the population, but I'm not going to go with that. Um even though I have thoughts on that anyway, I'm going to leave that aside for the minute because I then, on the back of that, I've then spoken to two more people this morning and asked exactly the same question. One was uh, one was in a supermarket. Uh, don't worry, I wasn't topping up the the panic buy. It was there was a reason to be there. It wasn't. It was. I didn't need to have another go at the toilet roll. Um, and one was in a coffee shop, and in both instances, I said. How do you greet people? What do you do? And both came back and said, oh, we do this. Um, and I said, what kind of response do you get? And it was amazing that in both cases, it was, it's about 10 to 20% of people who actually acknowledge that you are being pleasant. What was interesting was when I was sh- chatting to the guy in the coffee store, um, which is Coffee Boy in Huddersfield. And if you haven't been, it's fantastic. Um, he said, more importantly, if we don't do it, you ought to see the response that we get on Facebook and TripAdvisor and people actually coming back and saying, oh, they were rude. They didn't greet me. They didn't do this. Even though it's a remarkably small percentage of people that actually acknowledge what somebody is trying to do. So we need to start a campaign from now. And it just needs to be that we make more of an effort. And I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of being somewhere. In fact, I apologise to somebody today because I was on my phone and I I stopped the call and I made a point of apologising. And it's too easy to do it. So we need to. So let's turn this into a positive. Let's say, look, there's a great opportunity here to to improve the lives of a load of people who work out in various services and try what they can to do to help us and may not want to put the faces on that they put on but they do it every day and they make a real effort so that's what we'll take from today it's an opportunity to do something and i know that sounds a bit naff i get it i know it i'm sorry but it really struck me today having watched that scenario and i was the the you know i was the 20% at the back which was the only person who actually acknowledged what this person was doing so let's let's give it a go and let's see what we can we can do to maybe change stuff a little bit even though we're going to be inside for the next month because we're obviously self isolating um thanks again to everybody that listens um Thanks again uh, for all the support. Please follow um, my A Short Stories um, on Twitter and Instagram um, because I'm really trying to build those and it's going a bit slow at the moment. Um, and please share this with with other people. If you if 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 there's anything here anything here that resonates, then please share it with somebody, particularly somebody that you know that is outside of the circle of people I may know. So just to see if this actually, you know, will spread a bit further and will resonate. And if you get the chance to rate, please rate. Um, and, and yeah, and, and just just thanks for, thanks for all the support and for all the feedback that I've had, which has been great. Right, everybody have a, a, a great weekend. 
Um, I shall be watching Sheffield United march towards a European spot tomorrow, so that will be fantastic. And I'm also guesting on a podcast um, called Behind the Noise, which I'm driving up to Cumbria to do on Sunday. So that's going to be really cool as well, and I'll give you some details of that as well. Okay, take care. Have a great weekend. Be kind to each other. If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.